Hi there, it's Caitlin here. Our mission is to help middle school ELA teachers take back their time outside of the classroom by providing them with engaging lessons, planning framework, and support so that they can become the best version of themselves, both inside and outside of the classroom. So if you think you might be ready to try something new because you know you simply cannot continue the way that you have been, then I'd invite you to take a moment to check out the EB Writing Program or the EB Teachers Club by visiting the links in the description of the podcast. We hope you continue to support you inside one of our programs. And in the meantime, we'll see you back here on the podcast each week. All right. Welcome back, teachers. We are halfway through March. We've been talking about poetry. If you missed our first two podcast episodes in the month of March, definitely go back um, and re-listen to them. Jessica shared in our first one that aired in March um, all about you know, her takeaways from a conference that she went to in Ohio recently. So she did all of the legwork of flying there, of staying there, of going to the conferences and brought back like those biggest pieces of nuggets for you um, that have to do with really rethinking poetry. So definitely check that one out. That's episode 214. And then last week we talked about March Madness and EB's take our spin on how we would set up those March Madness poetry brackets. We walk you through the entire activity. We also give you the 16 poems that you can start with for the sweet 16. So we did a lot of the legwork for you um, in helping you get that set up for success in your classroom. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about hooking your students with an interactive poetry analysis activity because let's face it, for some people, poetry can be about as exciting as watching paint dry, especially for some of our middle school students. Although I will say that I actually like watching paint dry because I like to see the color that it's ultimately going to be, right? Because the color that. that you paint onto your wall is not what it ends up looking like once it dries. So I'm always curious to see, Did, are, are you a painter? Like any of the homes that we've ever moved into, I've painted the entire house myself. I don't love painting myself, but I enjoy watching it done. I'm the weird like that too. We just had, I'm behind me. There's these bookshelves and like picking the paint color. And you're right. It's like, it's different than what you picture. And I enjoyed that process of like picking the color. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm weird. And that I love like putting the blue painters tape up. Like I love like oh. doing the lines at like, I, there's something about it that my brain doesn't work when I'm doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. not thinking I'm not You're in, like my in the head. zone. I'm in the zone and I'm just yeah. painting. It's like relaxing for me. Oh, I like that. I get too nervous. Like I'm going to make a mistake. And I don't know, but my brother is like so good at it. So I'm like, can you just come over and help me? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. So to- we just went off on a tangent. Totally. Apologies. Um, regardless with the right approach, when you are teaching poetry in your classroom, you can turn something you can turn poetry into something that students actually really look forward to studying and enjoy and have a wonderful experience with. So again, last week we talked about that March Madness poetry activity. Today, what we're going to do is focus on an activity that can be used to hook your students at the start of your poetry unit. So it's a high impact activity that's going to make reading, writing, and analyzing poetry something that students will actually be excited about in your classroom. I want to add a quick little side note before we dive into the episode. At EB Academics, if you're not familiar with our EB lesson planning approach, we follow what we call an into, through, and beyond framework for our lessons when we're developing our lessons and when we're developing our units. And so the into lesson, that first lesson, is really meant to hook your students or provide them and provide them, depending on how you utilize it, with background information to set them up for success with the rest of the unit. So the into lesson for this particular activity is meant to be the first two days 
of your poetry unit. So what we're going to walk you through are going to be the first two days of your entire poetry unit, regardless of how you're going to set it up. Okay. Back to the activity. Jess, I'm going to hand it over to you to start us off. So we call this activity, guess who? And to set up this guess who activity, first, what you're going to do is you're going to choose a few poets and then select one or two of their poems for your students to analyze. And what you're going to do is you're going to determine the theme or the themes from these poems, and you're going to list them on the board. You're not going to tell your students that these are from poems. You're not going to tell the students the names of poets. All you're doing is literally writing like thematic statements on the board. Okay. And then you're going to tell your students, okay, I want you to come up with a poem centered around these themes from the board. And you can give them as much or as little direction as you like with this part. You might even want to tell them you're not being graded on these. This is simply for fun. It's going to take a lot of the pressure off them. So you can decide, do you want them to include certain figurative language in their poem? Great. That's fine. Or maybe you want them to work with a partner versus individually or a small group. However you do it, it's totally optional, whatever works best for your students. And I'm going to throw this idea out there because it's something I tried when I was coming up with the outline for this podcast episode. And if it sounds intriguing to you, try it. If you're like, "Uh uh-uh, not even touching that thing with a 10 foot pole, then just don't do it. (laughs) But Caitlin's already laughing. She knows what we're going to talk about. (laughs) You can embrace AI, right? The artificial intelligence we have available to us to help students write their poems. And again, this is a hot button issue among teachers, but I'm going to ask you to consider how it might be used as a tool in the classroom. So you can have students use something like chat GPT to write a poem using the theme that you provide for them. Or you can have students first write the poem and then use chat GPT to maybe add on to the poem so you can instruct them. You can show them how to use it to make the poem stronger, to use more figurative language, to write it at a higher level, to include symbolism. You get the idea. And again, if you want to do that, great. If not, ignore that. But however you have students do it, once students have spent time writing, you're going to gather all their poems. So everything I just described is one class period. Okay. Makes sense so far? Yes. Makes perfect sense. And I love like chat GPT, AI, like it's here. It's here. Yeah. Let's embrace it. Let's show our students how to utilize it in a way that, you know, is going to be beneficial. That's not going to take away from their learning. You know, I don't know about you. You just said you, I use it all the time and it's great. It gives me a great brainstorming ideas. I don't always, you know, I would say nine times out of 10, I don't use exactly Mm -hmm. what chat GPT gives me, but it gives me a great starting point to come up with something better, right. That I would, it would have taken me a lot longer to get there. Um, Exactly. So I don't know. I think that there are great benefits to it, um, that we can embrace. I love it. So I'm glad that you threw that in there. Okay. So on day two of the guess who activity, you'll hang excerpts from students, poems, and the original poems you gathered all around your classroom. Each excerpt should be on a different piece of paper. That way, when students walk around and read a bunch of different poems, right, they're on different pieces of paper. So that's a really important part of this. It's very helpful to number each poem that you hang up so that this next part of the activity flows smoothly. And Jess, we can just write it like in the bottom right-hand corner, like one, two, three, four, five, Exactly. Okay. It's really just to keep you organized. Perfect. So have students number a piece of paper with how many poems you have hung up. Students will be walking around and analyzing each excerpt and then guessing 
if the poem was written by a student or a famous poet. And bringing in chat GPT into that is going to make it really interesting. I love it. So as students walk around the room, they can use the following six questions to analyze the poem. And we will put these six questions over in our show notes on the blog so that you can um, easily grab them and put them into your lessons. So number one, how does a poet use literary devices such as imagery, symbolism, and metaphor to convey the theme? Number two, what is the poem's tone and how does it contribute to the overall meaning of the stanza? Number three, how does the poet use language and word choice to create a specific effect or tone? Number four, how does the poet use imagery and symbolism to reveal deeper meanings? Number five, what is the poet's attitude toward the subject and how is it conveyed in the poem? And then number six, guess who? Student poet or published poet. And this is where students will write down whether or not they think the poem was created by a classmate or not. How fun is that for students? So fun. Right? Yes. And if you have a large class and this is just, it's sounding like, oh, it's just going to be too long of an activity. If I have to include excerpts of everyone's poems, plus from the published poems that I found, you might want to just consider like, do you have your students work in partners or in groups of three to write the poems? So you have fewer poems to analyze or even split the class into two groups and then have each group complete like their own gallery walk of the poems. And if you do choose that option where you're going to split your class into two groups, just make sure that you include like the exact same published poets excerpts in each group. And you want them to have the same number. So let me explain that. Cause I know that can get a little tricky. So let's say I, as the teacher, one of the published poems I found was Langston Hughes poem. I too. So maybe I labeled that number one and I hang it on the left side of the classroom. And then I make another copy of it, label it number one and hang it on the other side of the classroom. That way, when the students are working through the activity, and then we go back and we discuss the activity and they're guessing was number one written by a published poet or a classmate, they're talking about the same poem in that case. Mm -hmm. So that can just be helpful for organizational purposes. Makes perfect sense. Good. So using this guess how activity, guess who activity rather, it's really a great way to kick off your poetry unit because it allows students to actively engage with poems, to use their critical thinking skills, right? It encourages them to closely analyze the poem's themes, to analyze the style, the language in order to determine the author. Like, did a student write this or did a poet write this? Like, that is so fun. It also gives them the opportunity to apply what they've learned about different poets and their styles to the task at hand. Because every style has a, or every poet rather, just has a different style of writing. Um, additionally, by trying to guess the author, students are really encouraged to pay attention to those small details, the technical elements of the poem, which can really deepen their understanding of the poem. So they're not just, you know, glazing over it and not paying attention. You got to really look at what you're reading if you're trying to decide, is this a student or is this a poet? And moreover, it really allows them to appreciate the work of their classmates, to see the potential that their classmates have within them and then within themselves, right? As poets, it allows them to discover dis different poets, their work, and that rich heritage of poetry that we want to be able to bring into our classrooms. And this guess who activity, it's so fun and it's so interactive because students are collaborating, right? They're trying to figure out the author of the poem and that creates this positive supporting learning environment. They're going to be engaged. They're going to want to keep discussing these poems. 
and it allows them to express their own opinions, which leads to that lively class discussion. When you're done, you know, there's going to be some shocked expressions of like, what, that was a student poet who did number four or whatever it is. So all these elements together make this activity so engaging and it encourages students to actively participate in their own learning, to actively question and to actively analyze poetry. And isn't that what we want, right? During our poetry unit. Yes. So we would love to know if you try this guess who activity, let us know what your students thought of it. Um, we're just always so curious how it goes in your classrooms and if your students were engaged or not, I really think they will be with this activity though. Yes. Let us know over on Instagram at EB academics, or if you're an EB teacher, let us know in the Facebook group, take pictures of your students using it. We always love to see this like actually in action in classrooms. So next week is our last week on the podcast talking about poetry here in March as we head into April, which is national poetry month, really setting you up for success to just crush poetry with your students. So episode 217, which airs next week, is all about two voice poetry. So if you've never heard of that or you've heard of it before, but you want to hear EB's take on it, definitely join us next week on the podcast. Um, but until then, you guys have a great rest of your week and we will see you next week on the podcast. Bye, everybody. <laughs>